ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد our beloved prophet tara sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam our beloved prophet taught us that it's important to connect the ritual with the spiritual it's not just about one without the other but we need to have a healthy balance between the two and one example that demonstrates this is when the Prophet warned us about some people, the only thing they get out of their fasting is hunger and thirst. And the only thing they get out of their praying at night, those long nights during Ramadan, the only thing they get out of that is fatigue and exhaustion. The Prophet is warning us that it's not just about the ritual, it's not just about the fasting in and of itself, it's not just about the praying in and of itself. By default, there's definitely good and benefit contained within these things, but we have to consciously connect with that benefit in order to reap that fruit it's not just it's not just enough it's not enough to simply fast and pray and then that's it and you know we 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 go on about our lives with no internal transformation right one of the the main purposes of ramadan as allah tells us himself in surah al-baqarah at the end of the one ayah in the entire quran that mentions the month of ramadan by name you have more than 6,000 ayat in the Qur'an. One mentions Ramadan by name. Shahru Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an. At the end of this ayah, Allah mentions one of the, the key intentions for Ramadan, one of the key purposes of Ramadan. And so you may be grateful, so you may become grateful. If you rewind many, many millennia, many centuries ago, when Allah Azza wa Jal gave uh, the responsibility that was meant for our father Adam Iblis, he was jealous of that he was jealous of the spiritual position Allah gave to Adam as opposed to him and he fell into a deep state of envy as well as a deep state of arrogance and there's a lot that we can take from how he responded to that challenging situation for him he responded one, by refusing to do tawbah, by refusing to turn to Allah and to ask Allah for forgiveness. If a mistake happens, that's one thing. All of us make mistakes. But it depends on the attitude. What's the attitude before the mistake? Is it like the brothers of Yusuf? Hey, let's go do this horrible thing. And then, you know, later, we'll, we'll, we'll become righteous people. The issue there is the attitude. And then what about after the mistake? What's the attitude there? Adam and Eve, they turned to Allah in repentance and they asked Allah Azza wa Jal for forgiveness. They said, our Lord, we've wronged ourselves and if you don't forgive us and bestow your mercy upon us, then we're going to be in a deep state of loss. We're going to be from among the losers. They took responsibility and accountability after that mistake. They asked Allah for forgiveness and Allah forgave them. But on the other hand, Iblis, likewise, he made a mistake. It was a different mistake. Nonetheless, it was still a mistake. And his response afterwards one, he refused to do tawbah. Two, he blamed Allah as opposed to taking responsibility himself. So you have a, a clear lack of internal accountability. Instead, he chose to blame the other. 
And the, you find this as a consistent thing in the Qur'an as it relates to Allah. May Allah protect us. A lot of people who end up in a bad situation in the hereafter, you find them doing a lot of blaming. You find them blaming a lot of other people, blaming this and blaming that and that person, that person, that group and that group and whoever. But there was no sense of internal self-accountability. So for, on Iblis' side, there was, a, there, was, there was arrogance, there was blaming Allah, there was no tawbah, there was no self-accountability. And how did he respond? He told Allah that he's going to do his worst as it relates to trying his best to lead all of us astray as best he could. He said he's going to try to lead us astray. The children of Adam, Beni Adam, he said he's going to come at them, to come at us from in front of us, from behind us, from the right, from the left. And then what's the specific thing that's mentioned at the end of that statement? And he tells Allah, and you will find most of them to be ungrateful. You will find most of them to be ungrateful. So if one of the key objectives of shaitan, of Iblis himself, is to drag as many people as he can into this trap of ingratitude, and one of the main purposes of Ramadan is to increase us in gratitude, there, there's supposed to be reflection here between these two points internally within, within ourselves. Ramadan is a time for us to try our best to become better people, to become better Muslims. Sometimes people, they think, okay, I'm going to become a better Muslim, but then they don't become a better person. They may do their fasting and they may pray extra, but then they're still cheating on their taxes. They're still deceiving people left and right. They're still taking advantage of people. They're still lying through their teeth, so on and so forth. In their minds, they're becoming a better Muslim, but you're still a messed up person. It's impossible to have one without the other within the healthy heart. The Prophet was the best example. Even before he received revelation, what was he known as by his people? Asadiqul Amin, the truthful, the trustworthy. This is before any revelation. So he mastered what it meant to be a good person. And then you have the extra layer on top of that as it relates to the light of revelation. It's supposed to be light. So if we're connecting with the Qur'an more, that's supposed to have an illuminating effect on all of us. It's supposed to. If we're connecting with our prayer, it's supposed to illuminate the heart more. If we're connecting with our fasting, it's supposed to illuminate the heart more. Sometimes we get stuck on the means and we forget the end. The purpose of fasting is not just to fast for the sake of fasting and praying for the sake of praying. We go through the motions and we only count the quantity, the quantity of days and the quantity of rak'ahs, but we don't think twice about the quality. What about the khushur? What about the sense of awe standing before Allah Azza wa Jal? Someone may very well benefit much more from two rak'ahs with sincerity as opposed to someone else who prays 200 rak'ahs with no, with, no, with no sincerity, with no presence of mind. It's not just about the quantity, although that has its time and its place to some extent. We understand that. But there's something far greater as it relates to this opportunity for positive transformation and the factor of sincerity, the factor of gratitude. Iblis, he said, وَلَا تَجِدُ أَكْثَرَهُمْ شَاكِرِينَ And Allah says at the end of the ayah in Surah Al-Baqarah regarding Ramadan, that mentions Ramadan by name, وَلَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ We ask Allah to make us from among the grateful. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّنَا
Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Inna Allahu wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabiyya ayhu alladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Sallallahu ala Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We want to, to make the intention from now to prepare for Ramadan from now. We, we can't just wait until the day of, the night of, and then we decide, okay, let's make 14,000 changes all at once. We're setting ourselves up for failure based on that approach. Instead, we need to prepare well in advance. If a person has a huge exam, you don't wait till the night before to cram in 95 different textbooks for that really important exam. There has to be a lot of time and preparation beforehand, and the person will put in the time and preparation if they truly care about succeeding regarding that exam. If they truly care about doing a good job in terms of that interview, whatever it may be, right? we do our homework and we prepare for anything we truly value. But we need to ask ourselves, what is our reality? We can make claims and names all we want, but what's the reality? A person can say that I truly value this idea of something good, but then if they're not practicing it or anything in relation to it, then the reality, and that's what Allah cares about, the reality of the person, not necessarily the name or the claim. The reality of the person. There were people at the time of the Prophet, they made high claims. But Allah cut those down and said, nope, you have nothing, your reality has nothing to do with this claim. And that's what they're judged upon. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah to make us from among the grateful in terms of action items. What do we want to do from now in connection with gratitude before Ramadan? Three things. One has to do with gratitude of the heart. Gratitude of the heart. The second is gratitude of the tongue. To increase in dhikr, to increase in alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. And then the third is gratitude with the limbs. To show Allah with your actions that you're truly grateful. And people have different ways of expressing this. It's perfectly good and fine if we get creative, you know, to, to do different types of good deeds, whatever a person inclines towards, alhamdulillah. But we need to do something. We need to shake and move our own hearts. We sit down, we do nothing. We say, Ya Allah, how come my heart's not affected? Because we're not affecting our own hearts. We're not shaking our own hearts first. Allah tells us, you do your job first and then I'll help you. We have to do our part first. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah to make us from among the grateful. We ask Allah to help us to express our gratitude to Him with our hearts, with our tongues, with our limbs. And we have to also be grateful to other people. Some people go years, if not decades, never thanking their spouse. MashaAllah, what a good Muslim. Like what kind of deen is that? To go decades never saying thank you? And then they tell their kids, you know, tell your mom thank you. And they say, how come you don't say thank you? Oh, I don't have to. MashaAllah, MashaAllah. What, what is this? We have, we have to do our part to live our deen. The Prophet taught us both. Gratitude vertically with Allah and gratitude horizontally with people. And he even taught us that if we're not grateful to other people, then in reality we're not grateful to Allah. We can make that claim, but the Prophet is telling us your reality is incomplete if this is your situation. We ask Allah to protect us from that. We ask Allah to forgive us. We ask Allah to gather all of us in paradise. Amni Rabbil Alameen. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa qina adhaab al-nar. Subhana rabbika rabbil hizzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa aqmi salah.